0: Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong and I'm the Get Fit Guy. In a previous Get Fit Guy episode called Should You Exercise While Sick, I looked at how hard it can be to do well much of anything when you're feeling under the weather. I also took a brief look at whether there are benefits to exercising while sick or if working out just makes you feel worse. Well, In this podcast episode, I am going to revisit some of those topics and take a deeper look at some other aspects of exercise and illness with my special guest expert, Dr. Jake Deutsch. Now, Dr. Jake is board certified in emergency medicine and the co-founder of Cure Urgent Care in New York City. He attended the University of Massachusetts Medical School and currently holds privileges in the Mount Sinai health system. Prior to founding Cure Urgent Care, he practiced emergency medicine at Hackensack Medical Center and was ranked highest in patient care and satisfaction, well, more than a few times. With over 15 years of urgent care experience, Dr. Deutsch is a highly skilled practitioner dedicated to keeping his patients happy and healthy. Now, Dr. Jake is also very active on social media with tons of followers on Instagram, where, with just one look, you'll find out that this doctor knows a thing or two about how to stay fit. Now, he also regularly appears on several American television networks as a trusted medical source, and recently he partnered with Zycam to help people get better sooner this cold season. Now, before I get into the interview, I just want to tell you about an online survey that was done by 2,000 Americans, and I'll link to the press release in the show notes for this episode. And that survey showed that people have seen this cold season as different from past cold seasons. More than 50% of the people surveyed said that they were researching how to be better prepared for the upcoming cold season compared to prior cold seasons, and nearly a quarter of the people surveyed reported that they're responsibly stocking up on remedies. Now, with his facilities seeing more than 4,500 patients a month, Dr. Deutsch truly understands the internal struggle between acknowledging symptoms and taking initiative versus simply riding it out. So, Given the ever-present confusion between cold, flu, and allergy symptoms, Dr. Deutsch really wants people to understand how to recognize sneezes, sore throats, and coughs, and jump into action at the first sign of a cold. And part of responding to a cold includes tailoring your workout and your exercise program. All right, so let's jump into the interview. But first, this interview was sponsored by Zycam Nasal All Clear. Zycam Nasal All Clear keeps your nose clean, clear, and healthy so you can perform at your best when you work out. You can find it on Amazon. Just search for Z-I-C-A-M, that's Zycam Nasal All Clear. Now, on to my interview with Dr. Jake Deutsch. So we can really just jump right into the first question, which is kind of the, the, the holy grail, I guess, of, of us fitness people when it comes to cold and flu season is, can I actually use my fitness to boost my immune system or at least mm-hmm. uh, give myself a, a more of a fighting chance of staying nice and healthy during the cold and flu season?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's just everybody's assumption. You know, when you're physically fit, uh, you're healthier. And part of being healthy is having a robust immune system. So it kind of goes hand in hand without saying, but, you know, sort of understanding the real science behind it versus, you know, just making that assumption is definitely... It's got some nuances to it. Yeah, I bet. So, you know, I always... Encourage my patients try to exercise as much as possible as so many valuable benefits and certainly keeping our immune system at its optimal is, is one of the most interesting
0: so in terms of the sort of science behind it can you give us a, a little more of information about that without getting too uh, too science <laughs> yeah
1: try to not make <laughs> people fall asleep exactly but um I mean, I think like the the number one point to consider is our hormones, our hormones that regulate stress in our body, exercise actually reduces the release of stress hormones. So some of those like cortisol, which are, you know, what our body releases because we're not taking care of ourselves, uh, decrease in production when we exercise. So that's really, I think, the biggest regulatory mechanism. And so by reducing those hormones, the body has less sort of inflammatory response, and then the immune system is ready to do what it needs to do. So that's kind of, I think, the most important and Really scientifically documented um, benefit of exercise, but yeah, there's a handful of other ones uh, that we see incidentally too. So I'm I'm glad to jump into those.
0: That's really interesting. So it's more that you're sort of removing, getting those hormones out of the way, so the immune system can do its job, rather than bolstering the immune system. Did I did I understand that right?
1: Yeah, it's 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 almost like preventing unnecessary inflammation, which overworks the immune system, if you will. So you know we've all kind of thought about endorphins that are released because of exercise, and those have a positive effect on our mood and energy. Yeah. But you know, when we are not taking care of ourselves, the stress hormones are higher. So the idea is keep those down, get a better uh, immune response. So it's not so obvious. And endocrinology is probably one of the most difficult aspects of medicine. So I think that that's the best way to kind of summarize it and keep it simple.
0: Okay. So a little while back, you actually said that you try to encourage your patients to exercise as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, is there a benefit to doing so? Like, let's say they're used to doing 30 minutes of exercise. Would you want them to increase it to 60 or 90? Of course, I'm being a bit of a devil's advocate here. (laughs) Is there a tipping
1: point? Yeah. I mean, so yeah, anything in excess is never good. So once you start going beyond the healthy amounts of exercise where your body can recuperate and is able to, you know, sort of be balanced, then you start putting more stress on the body. And so that idea of those stress hormones being positively reduced with a good amount of exercise, the flip side is excessive amount of exercise could increase those stress hormones. And, you know, that's really where the balance I was speaking about comes in. You know, I think that anything in excess is never good, whether it's exercise or drinking or uh, diet. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are really fit and are almost fanatical about it. And you have to be careful. Um, Our body needs sleep to recover. We need to break down in order to build up. So that's seen in the physical parts of our uh, exercise, but also in the non-physical parts like our immune system. So, you know, I just always want to make sure that people don't think that you can't get enough of a good thing when it comes to things like exercise, because of course, you don't want to be running on fumes, burning the candle on both ends, if you will, uh, which of course is not going to end up being positive.
0: So that includes taking those all-important recovery days and rest days, as well as getting your exercise days in. I expect.
1: Yes. So you know, my training is in emergency medicine, and some of the most extreme cases of illness uh, come into the ER. And as an example rhabdomyolysis, rhabdomyolysis mm-hmm. which is the breakdown of muscle tissue from overuse would be an example of that. So we see that in uh, soldiers that are marching or ravers that are, you know, partying all night and doing mm-hmm. um, drugs. So they don't have their, you know, the muscles are just working and working and you actually get muscle breakdown from the excessive exercise. So, you know, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. And just like rhabdomyolysis would be an example of that, overdoing it, you're going to have the negative effect of the immune system. And you know, winter time is when our body is most at risk for infections, for illness, and um, you know, we want to optimize what that looks like for our immunity.
0: Okay. So, we want to make sure that we're getting enough exercise but not too much, we're getting enough rest but still making time for the exercise to make mm-hmm. sure or to to give us the best chance of not getting sick in the first place. But once we've already gotten sick, let's say we've got some congestion, sore throat, all of that kind of stuff happening, how can that actually impact our our not necessarily just our fitness performance, but actually like our ability to get the exercise done?
1: Right, of course. So the body is a balance between our cardiovascular system, our pulmonary system, um, our circulatory system, also other things like our immune and uh, musculoskeletal system. So, you know, when you're sick, you're going to basically have the uh, systems not firing at maximum capacity. So just being sick from a cold, you'll have fever and um, what we call cytokine response, where there's these modulators that get into our body that cause us to feel crummy. Um, <laughs> but the other manifestations, the respiratory, like if you get uh, pneumonia, you're not going to be able to absorb as much oxygen. Mm. Or if you um, have other severe illnesses and you're not um, able to circulate blood as well, you know, like you're anemic or you have. Um, underlying other problems, you're going to, you know, see the effects that exercise certainly wouldn't be able to be performed to capacity. So, you know, listening to your body is such a simple mindset, mm-hmm. but, you know, when you're sick, you know, it's even more important because you really might be limited from what you're used to. Uh, elite athletes can, you know, go from elite status to needing to be bench because of illness. So it's really important to get that whole picture when it comes to taking care of yourself when you're sick. And certainly, you know, a little bit of exercise when you have a mild cold, I don't mind sweating it out. But when there's something more significant going on, you know, heeding your body's warnings, you know, being smart about what you need to do to take care of yourself is 100% what I recognize, uh, recommend to my patients.
0: Now do you follow that recommendation of like what they call the neck check? If if you're sick from the neck up, it's okay to exercise. (laughs) But if it's neck down, is there any validity to that? I like that.
1: That's kind of uh, clever, but uh, you know, you could have uh, meningitis, and that's above the neck, and then you're not really going to be in good shape to be working mm-hmm. out. So I don't think it's an absolute, but you know, it's a probably a decent rule of thumb. Really, I think the biggest thing is anything that's respiratory is going to be uh, much more prohibitive. You know, like that's really where the gas exchange is. Um, you know, that's critical to our cardiovascular system. So. Um, it's, it's stuff that's going on in the lungs that's going to be really your your danger zone to be thinking about.
0: So if you've got that wheeze or that cough or just difficulty breathing, that's then take it easy. Take
1: it easy. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I see so many patients that, you know, are really into fitness. Like I live in New York City. I myself am very active, you know, working out five or six days a week and they always are like, so I'm good to go. Right. Uh, when they're feeling sick and you know, I just, it's, it's okay to take time off, you know, you've been training hard all year, if, you know, you have one or two illnesses a year where you need to take a week off, that's okay, you know, I think that that really has to be an expected course of the year, Um, you know, especially when you're not 20, you know, as we mature, our bodies need a little bit more time to recover.
0: I like how you said that, (laughs) as we mature. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As someone who's sneaking up on 50, I appreciate that language.
1: Me too. Yeah. So, but there's no reason not to be able to be active. Um, you know, I certainly am highly uh, encourage my patients to, you know, take care of themselves and exercise. And and with the pandemic, we've seen so many people become uh, couch potatoes, mm-hmm. um, which is a slippery slope of, you know, kind of staying at home and not taking care of yourself and being depressed by everything that's happening into the world. So we need to make sure that we're being smart, but also not discouraging people from continuing to do what we know is very, very positive.
0: Right. And at this point, when we're recording this episode, it's mid-January 2021. So not only do we have the pandemic, but it's also the middle of winter in the Northern Hemisphere anyway. And I know there's lots of questions about exercising outdoors during the winter, but from an actual physician, Mm -hmm. can you let the listeners know in terms of exercising outdoors in cold temperatures, is that going to hurt you health-wise?
1: I don't think hurt, but it's a certain set of circumstances, you know, additional layer of circumstances. So in the Northeast, we have some really frigid temperatures. Um, and the, I guess most critical factor is making sure that our body uh, acclimates to that and our respiratory system is protected. So, you know, I like to kind of think of like our nose as the entry point into our respiratory system, Mm -hmm. um, you know, our. Nose is responsible for filtering our air, um, sort of humidifying the air um, and making sure that the temperatures are regulated. So, you know, being aware of your nose and how sort of your nasal status is, is is kind of a key factor. So I'm a big fan of Zycam. They make the nasal all-clear swabs, which, you know, basically are a way to uh, maintain the nasal passages in an optimal setting and so you know getting your airway prepared to work out outside is like my always go-to and then you know it's a possible to adjust with other you know factors like whether it's your head covering or uh, you know sort of water wicking uh clothing or um you know just taking extra precautions because you know there's uh, still sun in the winter so using sunscreen but, you know, the foundation is good airway, making sure that you're uh, going to be able to tolerate the colder temperatures with the uh, respiratory system, which I mentioned was so important. Um, and then adding on those other layers. You know, the one thing that I love about my secret weapon, uh, the, the nasal swabs from Zycam, is they they just are using menthol, which is what we use Typically for um, other respiratory treatments, and it's just—it's very cooling. It opens up the passages, and you know, maximizing that airflow is going to maximize uh, our workout. So, something very simple that I always make sure is you know in my gym bag and recommend to my patients.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, I, I when I used to ride my bike to to work in middle of winter and snow minus twenty Celsius or or colder. I'd wear a a complete bella clava over my face. Mm -hmm. And there was a little tiny mesh part right in front of my nose. And yeah, as soon as your nose starts to get kind of stuffed up, that little mesh part becomes completely, (laughs) for lack of a better term, encrusted with ice and uh, other things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it can really make turn your bike ride from being kind of a fun adventure to uh, a torturous affair.
1: Yeah. Once you go from open nasal passages to blocked, you're no longer really able to do what you set out to do. So that's where it should sort of be the, the first point of uh, preparing for outdoor exercise and when it's cold like that.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, in the spirit of that, then um, mm-hmm. with the Quick and Dirty Tips Network, and and especially on my show, I love to to wrap things up all the time with a little bit of homework or at least some tips that the listeners can, can use right away. So yeah. For those folks who are out there right now and they want to really take charge of their winter exercise and yeah. um, still be able to protect their health, what would your your tips be?
1: First of all, be uh, realistic. You know, if you haven't been working out, don't go try to run a marathon tomorrow. Start with reasonable goals and mm-hmm. set goals. You know, um, it's still kind of the new year, having some sort of plan um that's reasonably attainable once you start to hit goals the success seems to be um, much more positive and more productive so uh, make sure that you've got some sort of realistic goals going on think about ways that you're going to make your workouts creative so you know don't just say i'm going to cycle i'm going to do you know an indoor bike because I got a new bike, burnout is probably going to set in after a couple of weeks. So will have a plan in place to have variety, make sure that you have had your annual physical. So some way to, you know, either telemedicine or otherwise with your doctor, because everybody is kind of not paying attention to the health maintenance that you probably need and want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, get stocked up, you know, the sunscreen I mentioned before, people don't think about it, make sure you have masks that are great to use for outdoor activity if you need them gear that is appropriate and then you know of course i'm going to go back to my secret weapon some xycam nasal all clear get it stocked away so then when you do have one of those days where your nose is stuffed up you can open up your airways and get to work out
0: and if you're feeling a little under the weather and you you still want to get a, a workout in moderation what would be the (laughs) just just stay moderate and make sure that your your lungs are clear
1: yeah stay moderate make sure that you're not having anything that is uh you know saying "Hmm, this doesn't feel right you know like you should still be able to do what you would expect. So body, uh, you know, sort of telling you that it's not an uh, ideal performance, listen to it. You know, that's okay. We should be listening to our bodies. But of course, we want to continue to encourage people to get active, have some positive fitness goals, because we are going to get out of this pandemic, we are going to be you know, back in the beach before you know it. We are gonna wanna spend time with our family and our kids and get all the benefits of being on top of our health. So we don't want that to fall to the wayside now uh, as much as any other time.
0: There you go, you heard it here first, folks. Dr. Jake says, we are going to get through this. Oh
1: Yeah, we definitely are.
0: All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining me on the Get Fit Guy podcast today. If people want to reach out to you or or find some more information about you, where's the best place to find you?
1: Uh, I'm pretty active on social media at Dr. Jake Deutsch, DR, not doctor like Dr. Dre, but DR as in a physician. (laughs) And um, it's uh, uh, an Instagram. So if you uh, are scrolling through and you want to look me up, glad to share information. Of course, nowadays, direct messages, emails, you know, we're all about transparency and trying to communicate with people. So glad to help out.
0: Perfect. Well, keep up the good work. And thanks again for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure. All right. One more big thank you to Dr. Jake for coming on the Get Fit Guy podcast today to, well, set us straight on things we should be doing when we're sick and still want to get a workout. So thank you, Dr. Jake Deutsch. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong. I'm the Get Fit Guy. Asking you, what are you waiting for? Get out there and listen to your body. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Whether you're a morning
1: person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best.